You know what? That came in the podcast intro. Oh my god. No, he just wanted to see if Chris is okay. Oh, okay. She probably sent a snap to him and said, Oh, I'm doing Oh, oh, okay. Because, you know, that's what she loves to do. Bitch about stuff. Why are you so mean to me? Because you're on mic. <laughs> oh, shit. Just kidding. I love you. So, welcome back to the podcast. This is What's Wrong With You by Alpaca Apparel. I'm Mika. And I'm Anson. Uh, you see, you have to put the mic, you have to come closer because mm. when, you, when we start, you may start talking softly. Okay. But um, this week, we wanted to, because we talk about the macro quite a bit, we wanted to bring it back down to earth and talk about the micro. Wait, wait, wait. Are we not even going to like say Happy New Year to our, to our listeners? No. If you want, like, all these greetings and shit, go watch, like, Keeping Up With The Kardashians. Okay, Back I, to the I'm actually, like, nice, so... Listeners out there, Happy New Year's. Fuck you, Mika. Now we can continue. Okay, so... The first prompt that we have drafted is... What are your biggest strengths and weaknesses? Hmm. Okay, let's start with my weakness, because I know this one very well, and I want to work on it. Your accent? So, no, not my accent. Okay. I... I... <laughs> I have come to terms with my accent. Like, I'm okay with having an accent, but I want my speaking to be clear. I want people to understand me the first time, regardless of the accent. Because I found that a lot of times when I talk to people, they have to repeat themselves. Like, I have to, I have to repeat myself for them to understand. And I hate that because, well, it's annoying because I have to say the same stuff I said twice. And it makes me question whether or not people actually understood what I said, you know, when they, whenever they answer me, if they only heard it the first time. So, yeah, that, that is one thing I want to work on, better communication, better speaking skills, which is one of the things that, I will, that I'm practicing right now, even when I'm doing the podcast. Interesting. Never thought that about you. Um, my biggest weakness is that, uh, like, a lot of... There's a lot of <laughs> back to speaking skills. When I talk about this, I always like jam up. But I have a lot of like baggage from the past, and that affects what I'm doing like in the daily, in my daily life quite a bit. Like currently, um, it it informs like a lot of my beliefs and opinions, and I, sometimes I don't even realize that that's doing that. So that's something I have to watch out for. I guess another weakness of yours. Well, uh, okay. Yeah, another weakness of yours is your time. Time? Time, uh, not time management, but just scheduling. Okay. Which I would say you improve a lot on once we started, like, hammering into you that, you know, setting a time and showing up at that time is very important. Oh, okay. You think that's a big, big weakness? Uh, it, big used to, it used to be a big weakness. It's, uh... It's still a weakness, but you definitely improve on it. Okay, so for you guys who don't know, I'm always late. I have always been late, and I will continue to perpetually be late, probably for the rest of my life. I've said this before, I'll be late to my own wedding if I ever have one. I'll be late to my own birthday party whenever I have a birthday party. I'm always late. But that only works in certain cultures. Like, for example, my friend in Vietnam, my friend who is Vietnamese, my bad. It, it is a culture for them to always be late. So you say 1 p.m. we meet at here. And then 1 p.m. basically means 1.15. That's just the Vietnamese way. And that, I would say that is a Malaysian way too. A Malaysian way is like, you know, 5 to 10 minutes late. That's like normal, you know. 
Or but, you'll be like, hey, why so early? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But for but for North Americans and and maybe maybe I would say like for Canadians generally, if you set an appointment for ten thirty, you show up at ten twenty five. You have to be early, you know, or like right on time. Same with uh Japan and same with Korea, I would say. You have to be punctual, and I think that if you are ever doing business and you have to have connections, you know you actually have to meet with other people, then you definitely need to work on your punctuality. Remember that time though when I was half an hour early. Well, you see, I don't care if you're early and I don't care if you're late. I want you to be on time. So if we do say twelve thirty, you come at twelve thirty. Unless of course. At the same time, I was free. Then I'll be like, sure, because I'm, 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 you know, I'm Malaysian as well. So I'm more like, I'm more. How do you say? What's the word for that? I'm casual. Yeah, more casual, right? Because you're still friends, so like, it's like more casual. But in a business relationship, if I'm not just like talking about me, I'm talking about like someone else. If you tend to meet them at twelve thirty, you and if you show up early, then you just don't say anything. You just meet them at twelve thirty, you know. That's just the, how the. How things are here, and that is something that is a cultural difference, and that is something that you need to work on when you're in Canada. Yeah, I mean, it draws back to the same thing, like baggage from the past, inform informing current decisions. I'm not trying to make an excuse, but I'm just like explaining. So, when I was a kid, everyone would like bug me, especially my parents would bug me about always being on time, and I got so sick of it that I'm like, "Fuck you! I'm not gonna be on time," and. So I just decided to be always late from that day on, um, and obviously it doesn't work out with my friends who I don't want to say like fuck you I want to be late, but it's just so it triggers me so much when I'm look at the clock and I'm like, oh I need to leave right now to be on time because it just reminds me of all the times that I got yelled at even when I was on time when I was a kid. I know that's something I have to work on, but that's what it is. <laughs> you know how you said you don't want to give an excuse. Yeah. Uh, right now you are explaining your excuse, so you're still giving an excuse. It's not ex- excuse. It, there's a difference between excuse and a cause, like a cause of the problem. Yeah, but the cause to the problem is still an excuse to the problem. Sure, I'm giving an excuse, guys. Yeah, okay. Let me, that was my yeah, excuse. Yes, that is an excuse. But obviously, there are things where, like, let's say a veteran just came back from a war and he has PTSD and cannot do certain stuff. That is still an excuse, but that's a valid excuse. And I would say that in your case, that is a valid excuse as well because baggage from your past is mentally scarred. No, I mean it's not. It's not a valid excuse. Because no one else gives a fuck. If I'm ten minutes late or thirty minutes late, which is what I usually am, to like a business meeting with like a first time investor or something like that, they'll be like, "Fuck you." That's why I have to really pay attention when it's someone like who's not like a buddy. So yeah. Okay, that's fine then. If you are at least aware that if it's a business thing, like you know something important, then you will yeah, be on time. Then I mean, that's fine. I'm totally aware. Like for casual interactions, I'm I'm like, you know what, ten minutes late. It's it's okay, you know what? Fuck it, it's okay. Like, it's just friends, right? It's fine. Like you know, it's not like I'm going anywhere anyway. Unless like you know, it's like very time sensitive. Like you know, a movie for example. Yeah. Then that would be pretty tricky. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't be late to a yeah. movie. Of course, you paid money for it, but that's besides yeah. the point. So yeah. Um, strengths. Strengths. Yes. Actually, I've been thinking about that a little bit. So recently, I so yesterday actually, 
I just went to my operations management class, the okay. one that I was like teasing you a lot about. Okay. Because you kept asking me like, what is OM? Okay, you know? yeah. Okay, so um, so management basically like the whole. Yeah, the, like in the class, they're just teaching about managing people. Okay. And I was like, hmm, that is interesting. I do quite enjoy like doing that. Okay. Like I I think I, I think that I will be, pretty good at managing. Because um, I don't know if I touched upon this before, but the skills that my dad has and the the stuff that he taught me, and like taught me to observe in his place in his workplace, those are the skills that I think will be useful for me in the future when it when it does come like when the time does come for me to manage stuff, because my dad he's a he's the manager of his office as well, and when you are the manager and when you are just an employee employee. You see things differently, because if you're just working at the counter, you don't care about what goes on behind the scenes because you're just caring about what happens in front of you. Like your paycheck and shit. Yeah, exactly. When you're a manager, however, you have to you have to see like what goes on, like the bigger picture, you know, macro. Uh, Inventory, cash flow. Yeah, everything, budgeting, right? Yeah. How to motivate your cut your employees to work harder? How do you? How, how do you make them contribute more to the, to the shop, like to the business? So let's say you're trying to implement something new, but you don't like, you need more ideas. How do you, um, how do you give them incentives to yeah, give you more ideas? Down, yeah. Like, you know, like uh, a real life example would be in my dad's business back in Malaysia. Right now they are designing a new software for the shop because the old one is like 10 trash. years old and a piece of trash, yeah. But obviously, as managers, you don't really use the software much because that's the counter job yeah. people, right? But then when you ask them to, like, what do you want from this? Like, what do you want from this? You know, it's it's the time for you. If you have any complaints, anything you don't like about the system, anything that you think might help you doing your job, now's the time for you to say like to say stuff. But you know, these people they work for five years, ten years, like some of them like ten something years, and it's. It's something they use every day that they work, but it's so hard for them to think of new ideas and stuff that can help them do their job easier and do their job better. And it just triggers me because I'm thinking like, if I was an employee and I see something wrong, and that could help the company, like maybe not the company, but could help myself, I would definitely bring it up to my boss. But for them, like, I'm not saying they didn't think of any ideas, but it wasn't a lot. So, my like we were just talking when I was like having a holiday with them a few weeks ago. I was talking with my dad. Um, what sort of things could we come up with to incentivize? What did I say? Incentivize. It, yeah, incentivize um the employees, right? So, we were thinking maybe cash, like a bonus for every idea, but then like for like a good idea, but then like we had a debate on like what consists of a good idea. So like. Nah, cash wouldn't really work out well, would it? So, we're still discussing, but then ended up like it's very hard to motivate your customer, like your employees, to come up with ideas. It's just a culture thing. It is a culture thing, and it also comes down to the people we hire. Like these people, they work in the store for like five to ten years. Don't get me wrong, they're good employees, but they've been here for 5 to 10 years and they're still earning like they're still earning only earning that kind of money because they don't have any skills that they that's transferable and 
it is a dead end job, but that's all they can do. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's just the type of people you hire, the type of people that we hire because the store is like that, and it's also their mindset. So that's your strength, managing people. Yeah, that is my strength, managing people, but that also end up being like a sh- a short rant into the annoyance of uh, having employees. Okay. <laughs> It's it's actually really interesting when you said that because typically when like so me and Anson are the co-founders of Apaka Apparel which is the fashion brand that we're getting off the ground um, and usually when you have like two people the strengths of each person are usually the parts that the company needs the most so like say you have one tech guy and then one like social guy like one finances guy and one like marketing guy you're the managing people guy but I'm doing marketing but you're doing marketing and at the same time in a two person company what the fuck is there to manage exactly yeah <laughs> so that's funny I thought that was funny well I mean because right now I have to I, I believe that I have the skills but that's nothing to manage so I, I will just learn other skills in the meantime because there's nothing to lose by learning new skills right that's a good thing that you're actually the people guy because that's something I never think about but like I'm the people guy when it comes to managing but I feel like when it comes to meeting new people you are that guy but that's yeah. also the people guy so no the people guy is in like the our people guy oh okay yeah cause I, I just assume everyone is like me and so I'm like yo so dinner date at like 11 o'clock tonight and it's like Friday night and I just assume people are like yes we're talking about this new thing or whatever and but inside they're like fuck you so I just assume people are always the same as me so yeah yeah, if you ask me to a dinner date at 11, I'm be I've like, never asked you to dinner date at 11. Yeah, don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going out after 11. I'm not even going out after 8, actually. Yeah, I, I actually don't wouldn't do a dinner date at 11 because I sleep at like 9. That brings us into... Oh, actually, I didn't talk about my then, yeah. strength. So, like, I don't know. My strength is um, confidence paired with a humongous capacity to do shit. So like, I guess it, it's like a nice pipeline. I actually talked about it in my latest YouTube video. Look at that right hook. Mika Yap on YouTube, search it and go watch my shit, guys. Um, I talked about this nice package that I have, which is I have the confidence to dream shit, but then I also have the ambition to ground that, like those castles into something in the concrete world. And then I also have the capacity to work hard to like realize that. So that comes together in a nice package um, that helps me, like, do shit. That's my strength. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, Apaka Apparel, what is that? Apaka Apparel. You've asked me this on the podcast before. I did? Yeah. Cool. So, like, Apaka Apparel is, like... You mean, like, to me? Yeah. Uh, or, like, what okay, is what, what do you What do you think will become of Apaka Apparel within the next... Uh, within 2019? <laughs> Within 2019, absolutely fucking nothing. Alright, that's good. Because I think the same thing as well. <laughs> I mean, it's a brand and you're trying to build like... You, you, when a brand is basically like social equity. Mm-hmm. You need to have people like value you as a brand. And that's what drives like sales. Oh, that's what you want to build. Maybe it drives sales like later. So it takes time to build. Yeah, it does. And I mean, we definitely don't have our marketing chops together, or our branding chops together, or any chops at all. Mm-hmm. So we're building that up and still like, and limited like budget and shit. So 
I'm I'm th- thinking this is gonna take like a few years, not you know just twenty nineteen. It's so sad when you try to contact an influencer and you spend thirty minutes crafting a personally handwritten message, and then you send it to them and they don't reply. What's the handle of the fucking influencer? Say it out right now, just to make her feel bad. Uh, I think her name is Rebecca True. Oh, I even talked to that person before, Rebecca True on Instagram. Everyone, if you're listening, go spam the shit out of her right now. Tell her to accept our free shit, by the way. We want to send her free shit. Um, yeah. Maybe when this, when, like, in, like, five years, when people look, listen to these old podcasts, it'll be funny. But anyway, that was my strength. Um, how does, how do these strengths and weaknesses influence your daily life? Hmm. Well, for weakness... So when it comes to my speaking skills, that will have a, as you can imagine, a pretty big impact on my daily life. Because when I'm speaking to um, people I never met, the first thing that I think about is that I'm worried that they won't understand what I'm saying. Really? So I try to make myself sound as white as possible. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which doesn't really work out well. Like, I'm not ashamed of my accent, but I sometimes feel like my accent... Um, how do you say? My accent makes it hard for people to understand what I'm saying. So, last a uh, few years ago, when I was back in high school, I spoke when I was when I speak, I speak very quickly and I speak like I mumble a lot, so people don't really understand what I'm saying, and that is something that a lot of people have told me before. And it was only like a few years ago when I started to actually try to speak slower and speak like pronounce my stuff more clearly. But it's still hard because when I grew up, I grew up in Malaysia and I learned English in Malaysia and the people that teach English, they aren't, they're not the best like English teachers. Their pronunciation, everything was wrong and obviously that translated into me learning the wrong things as well. So when I speak English, I still have some of the wrong uh, English traits. For example, uh, TH sounds. That's uh, for example uh, three, you know number three. It's hard for me. Yeah, it's hard for me to say <laughs> the other day. it. How do you say three? Before like now I can say it better, but before before it I used to say three as like tree, you know, like the apple yeah. tree, because I couldn't pronounce the th sound because no one taught me how to say it the correct way. I mean, I guess in in context especially in like manglish which is malaysian english it doesn't really matter yeah it doesn't matter but when you come to canada and you're speaking to people they don't understand what you're saying because you're like the fuck the fuck is that what are you saying you know and it's it's something that like annoys me a bit when i'm when i'm speaking to other people because sometimes i have to repeat myself you know i say it i say it twice and then if they do get it the first time, I'm like, did you actually get it? Are you just nodding your head because you feel obliged to nod your, yeah. to nod your head? Or like, is it because you didn't understand what I'm saying? So. Well, I think that it's it's one of those idiosyncrasies that it's like not like life-threatening, so to speak. It's not like you don't know how to speak English. Yeah, yeah. So like, let the world come to you, I would say. Mm. If they want, if these fuckers want to listen to people with perfect English, go listen to some other white cunt. If this is like the Malaysian accent podcast, and I think you should flaunt that. How many people on campus have a Malaysian accent? Not much. And are willing to speak it out. 
not even me sometimes. Yeah. So like, yeah, just rub that shit all over their face. Yeah, actually, I, that's that's a good point because I just went to my finance class yesterday, and my professor was a sweet from Switzerland. Okay. And you could hear it when he's when he was speaking that he wasn't like he was not uh English for sure. Yeah. And like his English had a Swiss accent, but. It was understandable and it was actually quite pleasant because it was a change from normal English. Yeah. So I'm like, huh, that doesn't sound too bad at all, you know? And I, I sometimes hear myself speak doing the podcast, for example, and I'm like, you know what? If someone else listens to this, it's actually not that bad. What I need to work on is just have to work on my pronunciation and make sure I don't mumble. That's really all I need to work on. Yeah. My, my, actually, my parents used to say that I mumble a lot as well. And to compensate for that, I just yell everything. So that oh. was not good advice. <laughs> so now, I don't know. Do I mumble? No, you don't. Okay. You don't. Grace mumbles. She's, she Sometimes. goes like, yo, can you buy whipped cream? She does that, right? <laughs> does she? Yeah. She's like... No, um, no, 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 no that's, not, that's not mumbling. That's because she just lost her thought. Like, she's just saying something, but she just lost it. No, 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 no. It's like, she's like standing at the doorway, and then she's like... uh. Ah, uh, wait. Anson, what's for dinner? No, no, she never... Something did. like that. It's, I'm nah, exaggerating it. She but... never does that to me. Okay, so just me and whipped cream, by but, the way. Okay, holy shit. Talking about speaking, someone that's worse than me at speaking, when it comes to English anyway, it's my mom. Holy fuck. So, uh, I guess context, we were... We just came back from a vacation, my family and I. We went to the United States. And... My mom, you know, normally she's she stays in Malaysia, so so she doesn't have to speak much English, if at all. So hearing like she 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 is English educated. She went to Australia for her degree, so she can speak English. But as most people are who are not comfortable speaking a language, she tends to just say it very softly and not finish her sentence. Okay. <laughs> so. Oh, when it comes to ordering food in the restaurant, right? We will sit down and she will like start ordering. Like, can I have the steak, please? Like, you know, like let's say she's ordering steak. Can I have the steak, please? She will say that sentence, but the volume would gradually drop off and she end up just pointing at the at the one <laughs> she wanted. <laughs> I'm like, Mom, it's not that hard to just say what you want out, you know? Like just read what you want. <laughs> and like sometimes she would just stop mid sentence. Like for example, um, we went to a we went to a market and she wanted to buy uh, some dried dates. Okay, so she, um, the price it was sorted like according to per hundred grams. So she wanted to only buy like a few. So she was like she wanted to know if there was a minimum weight, uh, that you needed to buy, for the for the dried dates. Okay. So she started asking like, is there a minimum? And that's all she said. Like, is there a minimum? You know, and then she just kind of like waved her hand around like like a fish, you know? Like, what, the, what the fuck, man? Oh, yeah, yeah, I know what that. What are you trying to say? I know that. <laughs> I know that one. Uh, but, yeah, I thought that was just pretty funny. And I did get that a bit when I first went to Dalat as well because I could speak English, but I just wasn't comfortable only speaking English for extended periods of time. Because oh, really? Uh, I used to study in like a Chinese school, right? So, when we spoke to each other, it, it it was a mix of like Hokkien with Mandarin and English and like Malay all mixed together, right? Manglish, 
you know. Yeah. yeah. So when you're communicating with white people, yeah, Dalat people, you only had you you could only speak like English. Yeah. Throughout, so it was very hard for me at first, but thank fuck I went to Dalat because if I didn't go to Dalat and I came straight to Canada. It would have been a pain in the fucking ass, man. Jesus, I cannot imagine. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It, it, in fact, I have the same problem, actually. Like, the other day, I was talking to Gordon Lee, mm-hmm. my economics teacher. <laughs> and he was sending out syllabi. And there was a long line of people also asking for syllabi. So when it got to me, um, I was like, Yo, dog, can I have an autograph with that shit? And I usually swear a lot because that's just the way I talk. But in this context, he's like this 60-year-old man. I can't say that while there's other students around. So, like, I had to stop and redo my sentence, like, three different times. And then at the end, he was like, what? And so I had to say it again. But eventually, I got the message across. But that was awkward for me. That was, yeah, that was pretty awkward. Because I just can't stop, like, swearing because that's the way I talk. Well, I mean, I guess it comes down to the prof, but some of them, they really don't care if you swear. Because, like, there are some profs that have been to their lectures. They swear in class. Interesting. Grace had a... sociology professor that was just like dropping S-bombs and F-bombs all over the place during class and it was the funny that funny it is funny and it's English as well so like English English? Uh, English English so oh. he was speaking with that you know that the English that accent. smooth British accent <laughs> and he was like complaining about his, co- his colleague who was a business professor and he's like that motherfucker is earning more money than I am <laughs> it was the funniest thing ever but yeah that, that was pretty funny to me okay so that's how your strengths and weaknesses play out in your life well, I only talk about my strengths and I, I didn't talk about my weakness I didn't talk about my strengths okay but yeah I mean honestly when it comes down to strengths right now there isn't much to apply it to but I guess one like one way I do apply it sometimes is when I go out to let's say anywhere right like let's say any business you know a restaurant uh, a, a mall maybe something whatever and I just want to see what's like you know what I could improve if I was from the position of a manager. So you know if let's say the waiting system at the waitress you know maybe they don't have enough people or you know it's service kind of bad. God damn, you're such a business major. It's like just things that I tend to notice a little bit, um, and also because of my experience, right? Like, have you ever been to this Chinese restaurant called a uh, Ting Tai Fung? Yeah. The service, right? Like, have you been to, like, the good, good Ting Tai Fungs? Uh, which was the good one? The one of the Michelin stars. Which one? Like, I, I, think that's, I think uh, I think there's one in Hong Kong. That, that's the one I went to. Okay. Holy shit. The service, It's man. like, bef- when you say, like, can I have the dim star? And then before you say the M, he's like, you want this bitch? <laughs> no, 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 not, not even that. Like, you're sitting down, right? And then you're with, you want to order something, you raise your hand, immediately, four people step forward, and they look at each other, and then one person continues to go. You know, so it's like, the moment you just like, you raise your hand, boom, four people respond. Yeah, dude. Four. I'm so impressed by like, Asian, I don't know if it's true in all of Asia, but... No, no, it's, that's Ch- not for sure. Okay, in Penang, Chinese restaurants are good. Usually. Normally, yeah. Then that, that, that shit The entire form That shit It's still in my memory Even though it's like At least 9-10 years ago But It was just That amazing You know 
you want to order something, you raise your hands and then immediately... Like, these people, they're not like the typical waitress and waiters. They just stand there, you know, like, not paying attention. These guys are, like, scanning around, like, three, like you know, 360 all the time, you know. They are not... They don't stop. They are... Ho- holy shit. Like, I can see why they're Michelin star for sure. If not for the food, definitely for the service. And I really hope those people are paid fucking more. <laughs> because they deserve it. They probably get paid less, actually. Yeah, probably. Because it's Hong Kong. But, um... Yeah, so that's how your strengths and weaknesses. How about your strengths and weaknesses? Uh, so for strengths... Um... I don't know. Like, I have a lot of dreams. I have a lot of um, capacity to realize them. So I just work a lot. That's how, does, the... how does that apply to your daily life? No, yeah, I just work yeah. a lot. Yeah, so, you know, I'm working on this fashion brand, I'm working on the podcast, working on my YouTube channel, writing. All the while maintaining a healthy lifestyle, you go to the gym every yeah, day. Yeah, go to the gym, yeah, you I never do talk rock about climbing that. I hang out day. with people all the yeah. time. Uh, yeah. It must be so tiring for you, isn't it? It's tiring, yeah. Yeah, it is tiring. Eight hours of sleep, by the way, guys. It's not like I sleep two hours a day. I mean, I have eight hours of sleep as well, but I sleep from 12 to 8. I don't sleep like, you know, 9 to 5 like you do. Yeah, I, I sleep at like 9 usually and wake up at 5. I, the reason being, between 5 and 8 is like the best times to get work done for me. Because it's like, everything's quiet, no one's like, liking my shit on Instagram, no one's commenting, so I don't have to like, respond back. Yeah, nice. Um, my weakness, which is baggage from the past, that informs my current decisions. Um... I guess the biggest way it affects my daily life is like I'm not really relatable or the same as anyone else so conversation is a little bit difficult I say things in some different ways sometimes do you notice that? no way there's no way you're sp- dude you I just don't know what about what it is with you but I feel that when you meet new people you just you're just able to initiate the conversation conversation better but maybe that's because you're extroverted I'm not extroverted but you definitely act like one. You you say you're introverted, but you act like an extrovert because you always constantly, always constantly, good English, but you constantly put yourself out there to meet new people, right? Like, you are the type of guy that will go to the gym and like just randomly start talking to another guy. Mm. Like, I would never do that <laughs> unless, unless something put us in that situation. Like, you know, maybe I was being a little bit friendlier and someone was... I don't know, maybe struggling to do something and I'll help them and maybe we'll talk for a bit. But like besides that, I, w- I would very rarely initiate a conversation with someone. Interesting. I don't know. I, I, I'm definitely like an introvert. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. Like, I mean, the line becomes very clear. I live alone and I choose to live alone and I wouldn't live with someone even if I were paid to do it. Well, depends how much. And who? But, like, you live, like, with lots of people. But, that's... But, okay, for an introvert, I don't put myself out there, but I'm comfortable with the people that I call friends. Mm. So that's why I can stay with them, because me being with them and me not being with them, it's the same thing. Like, we stay in the same house, but it's not like we see each other all the time. I'm normally in my room at home, and I barely talk with anyone. Like, we do hang out, but, like, we only talk maybe at night for an hour-ish, two hours. But doing the whole day is, like, you know, Kato's not home, Grace is not home, 
Pranav is in his room and I'm in my room, or I'm at, or I'm at, or I'm at school, right? So even if we do it, stay in the same house, it's not like you always have to be in communication with, with each other. If I was staying with someone in a house and I had to always be interacting with them... You wouldn't want to stay with them? I wouldn't want to stay with them because they'll be too tiring. No, but it's not like the daily life thing for me. It's also the fact that I'm coming home to a place where there's another human being who has wants and needs and complaints and shit that I have to account for. Well, I just can't that, deal with that. But that's the beauty about staying with friends because you don't have to account for that. If you come home and you're feeling shit and... You can just tell your friends that you're feeling shit and just say, I just want to go to my room and chill. Friends will be fine with that. I'm fine with that. There are days when Kato or like, you know, there are days when I just feel like I'm just done. I just don't want to do anything. And if they are talking outside and they want me to come out, I'll be like, nah, I'm sorry. I just don't feel like it. They're like, okay, that's cool. You know, that's, that's what good housemates are. Good housemates are people that understand you and uh how to say and they will take care of you, you know. If you don't feel like hanging out, they don't force you to hang out. Yeah, I don't know, but I'm definitely introverted. Yeah. Even though it might not mm. look like it. <laughs> I mean I I think that you're choosing to stay alone because well, that's just because... I don't think that's because of an introverted thing. I just think that that's a past baggage thing. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's another weakness, eh? Another way it plays out. Yeah. So, like, I guess, like, another way that the weakness plays out, apart from those two, is... Um, I, like, lock up sometimes in, like, thought. Like, sometimes I'll just be, like... I get up from my desk, like, from editing or whatever, go to get water, and then I just start, like, pacing when I get, like, locked into something... And sometimes it becomes like a story that I write later, but I have this like really invasive like thought sometimes. And I don't think anyone like really knows what it's like to have like a memory that is so like triggering that you just like stop. And I've been pace pace and it feels like five minutes, but then when I sit back down, I'm like, my computer locked. I don't know, like why? Because when you leave it for a long time, right? And it turns out I've been pacing for like two hours. Just like walking back and forth. Holding the same glass of water, by the way. And like, yeah, it just, it jams me up sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, but that's okay. It, it really weighs down on the mind. I don't know. I feel like, we're like looking at like, you guys think and like, I know how I think. So it's like, yeah, it affects me a lot. I do feel that you should change your mindset on, of staying with other people because... Hold that thought. Take that thought and just yes. shove it up your anus. Okay. That is for another day. <laughs> that is for another day. <laughs> Not just because of the time, but because I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> oh, okay. So we'll, t- we'll definitely be talking about that next episode. Yes. Because you can delay it, but, you know, we're still going to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, okay. I'm still gonna make you uncomfortable because I enjoy doing that. Yeah, that's that's what makes for interesting content. So how do we wrap this up? This episode. Um, I guess strengths and weaknesses, right? That's what we talk about. So advice. Advice? Nah, we don't have to end the episode every time on advice. Okay. It's okay to have strength. It's okay to have weaknesses, as long as you know what they are. So I guess a good thing for. I oh, fuck. I'm giving advice now, but like. <laughs> That's what I said, right? <laughs> so yeah, um, being self-aware of your weakness is, it's a very big, it's a very important skill to have, 
And it's also something that you could ask your friends once in a while. It's like, hey, is there anything that I'm bad at that you could maybe, um, you know, that you could tell me so I can work on it? Because if you have close enough friends that you can comfortably ask that, then it's okay when they tell you these kind of weaknesses so you don't get offended. No because... one ever asked me that and I feel so like... Well, I mean, yeah, no one sometimes. Well, I mean, <laughs> no one ever asked me that. Well, you, you are free to give me any criticism. No, it's not the same, man. Okay, well, uh, I definitely do push your weaknesses on you. For example, the time punctuality yeah. bullshit. But I mean, yeah. Besides that, like, that's I mean, if I do see anything, yeah, that I'm really waiting. Me. I'm waiting for the day someone asks me, like, yo, do you think I'm bad at anything? I'm like. Bitch, I got a fucking book. Cause like I'm always like reading people and I'm always oh ready to like spit shit. But like I'm not trying to throw shit on you because when you say that I'm assuming that you want it from a point of criticism. Yeah. I wish I could ask someone and they talk to me for like two hours, like this is why and this is why I think you have this weakness, this is a possible solution. I love doing that about people. But like yeah. Um my guess advice from my side. Um you have your strengths, you have your weaknesses. Um, and you just gotta flaunt that shit. Like, strengths, obviously you're good at it. Rub that dick all over people's ass. And then, um, with your weakness, it can be a weakness, and it might be actually be a weakness, but if you want to fix it and you just don't feel like fixing it, or you, like, think, you know what, this is actually, like, um, gonna take, like, so much work or something that like, you don't want to fix it, then then flaunt that shit anyway. People, like, admire confidence. Like, some of my weaknesses right now, I'm pretty sure will become, like, a strength. In some way, my writing is an example of that. So I think about all these, like, weird shit a lot. And rather than trying to fix it and becoming, like, a normal person, I turn it into writing, which people read. So, you know, that's a way to make use of what you already have. And yeah, self-awareness, I agree with that too. Just know yourself. Yeah, so how do we end it in a fun way? I think that's a good enough way. Um... I'm done. I want to go rock climbing because I miss it already. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's a Malaysian joke that we can give? A Malaysian joke. Yes. I knew so many. I would be. I'm so disappointed in myself. I mean, most of the Malaysian jokes that I know, but I don't. Re- don't I don't remember are like dirty jokes, and they are Same. all. But they're in like Chinese and Hokkien. Go look it up. Whatever. Fuck it, I don't remember any now. Oh, wow, okay. I mean, I have to be in contact with those, like, perverted Chinese schoolboys, you know? Oh, okay, I know one. This, okay, go. Hong se, lan se. Lan se. Hong jiao, lan. Jiao. That's a joke. Wow. And that's the end of the podcast. Bye. Bye-bye.